It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Boys, how we doing? Oh, mate, we're miserable. We're locked down here in, in <laughs> southeast Queensland and, you know, sunny 22-degree days, still rolling around in shorts and T-shirts. <laughs> Feeling pretty average. Stevie's just coughing off Mike there, so he might have a bit of the Rona. Sorry, sorry. Who knows? I've sat around not doing much today in our lockdown. In fact, I didn't even you print, didn't my, even print, didn't even print run my run sheet, sheet for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and CVJ just said to me, Now, you know what his excuse was, Nims? What's up? <laughs> it was, oh, sorry, H. Shellen was on, on, on the computer, and I said, you know you can print from your phone. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Mate, well, do you know how many do you know how many seasons of 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 uh, the Kardashians I watched today? Unbelievable! I, oh, anyway. I went through like four seasons. Unbelievable! Well, look, uh, as much as as much as we'd love to get a recap of what's happening with the Kardashians, we've oh. got to get to our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters, asking me to write for Ryko Filters is the professional's choice. Now, this is a bloke that. Uh, M. McKeldon would know a lot about because you've probably been staring at the back of his Dodge Challenger in the Trans Am in 2021. But please welcome to the driver's seat the one and only Nathan Hearn. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome uh, That's exactly I right, I doubt Nimsy. that he's seen the back of your car, Nathan. You're too far in front of him. Correct. I know. The only thing I see of Nathan usually is when he's running between the Trans Am and the S5000. I don't, or, I don't or, see him on circuit. Or when you drive out from the dummy grid onto the track, you see him, and that's about it. Exactly right. Hey, Nathan, Nath, this, uh, this is your debut on the driver's seat. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, no, Good to be here, I guess. Um, yeah, I was, I was listening to you guys ever since Bathurst last year uh, when uh, old mate Matt McGeldon uh, had Motorsport Australia, a bit of a razzing about the Super Licence. So, um, yeah, ever since then, I've sort of been a bit of a fan of you guys. So it's uh, pretty cool to be on it. Well, mate, thank you for that. And, um, you know, we were we were genuine in what we said last year. We thought it was an absolute travesty that you weren't given a Super Licence and couldn't make your super your, your supercars debut. But, it, I mean, you're in an interesting situation now because – You've, you're moving from northern New South Wales um, to be basically full-time at Gary Rogers Motorsport down in Melbourne. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, it's different. I'm actually, I'm parked at a Shell Servo, Uroa, I think how you pronounce it. Um, right now, my daughter, so my daughter of... lives in Uroa. You can go and say g'day. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm still two hours away from, from where I'm living with Jimmy. So, um, yeah, still got a fair bit of a road trip to go. Been up since 4.30 this morning, uh, just pure driving. So it's... Um, Definitely going to be a bit of a, a, a shock to the system to um, come down here and, and live in cold for a little bit as well as work with GRM. But, um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity I've got. Um, I've just got to take both hands and, and run with it. So, if you know, hopefully in, in two years' time, this, this, you know, three months can lead to something bigger. It's uh, good that you you have stopped at the right servo there, mate. Anyway, so, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> filling up with a little bit of Shell V power. Yeah, are we there, exactly uh, right. <laughs> hey, hey, mate. Uh, obviously, um, Gary's pretty renowned for that sort of, or this sort of thing. You know, taking in some young guys. You're obviously you've been doing the uh, the Trans Am side of things and the S five thousand side of things with with GRM. Um, you know, Lee Holdsworth, Michael Caruso, a lot of these guys have. have Tander um, have Twice. been there uh, and and pretty much done what you're doing. So you know, give us a bit of a snapshot. You're going to obviously live down there, closer to the team. You're going to be going into the team every day to work, and then obviously you know on the weekends where you are racing, head off and 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 do the racing, the driver the driver side of things. Yeah, so pretty well um, 
before every race this year, I committed to at least doing one week in the workshop with GRM before every race, um, just to sort of learn the cars a bit better and, and get my head around everything. But um, it's always been, obviously, a dream of mine to, to be involved in motorsport. And, and the, I still remember the first time walking into the Gary Rogers Motorsport Factory and just being absolutely blown away by it all. And, and I still get that feeling every time I walk in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, to be working there full-time is, is pretty cool. Uh, granted, I won't be driving every single day, but, um, I mean, working on the cars is still something cool. And, and all the boys there, it's just such a, you know, it's all like going back to school in a way, you know, you're, you're with all your mates and, and just having a bit of fun. So, um, but uh, it's, it's an awesome environment to be a part of. And, and I just, you know, the experience they have there is, is some money can't buy. And, and just to learn off of all these guys and, and try and scrape a bit of knowledge off of them, um, I mean, it's got to help me tenfold to a racing career. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm keen to get started. I'll start Friday, so got tomorrow to move in. I'm living with Jimmy Golding. Um, so, yeah, I'll be moving in tomorrow and um, start work Friday. And, and from there on, just full-time mechanic for GRM and, and obviously doing the racing on the side and weekends when I can. And so what's the plan, Nath? Are you, are you, you know, we've still got, I think, what, two rounds of the Trans Am Championship. S5000 is done and you've run both of those categories this year. What's the short to medium term plan for you at GRM? Not just swinging off a broom or, or picking up spanners for the boys, but, you know, Probably a very driving. fast spare parts, pick her yeah, up. Or exactly. Off. That's what happens at GRM. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the medium to short term, short term to medium plan for you from a driving perspective? Um, I don't know, really. It, it's hard to plan in, well, in this current day and age. Um, I always wanted to go to America, and, and we always sort of plan to go this year. Uh, we're going to go as a family holiday and, and see if I can get something over there uh, lined up. But obviously, COVID sort of put that uh, behind a little bit. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, I always had a dream of going to supercars. Obviously, last year, I, was, I nearly had that, that dream come true, but it didn't happen in the end. But um, I think the biggest thing uh, out of that whole thing that I learned was, you know, Gary and Barry, they're not here to muck around. And, and they've, they've really got their eye out for me, I guess you could say, and, and they're really going to look after me. And it, it was an eye-opener last year on, on how dedicated they were to actually getting me into the seat. Even though it didn't end up happening, they, they just worked and never gave up. So I realised then, and, and uh, obviously my dad, he's, he's been being pretty big with, with me and, and helping me with my career. But um, we both realised that, you know, they're, they're here to look after me and it's not just a... Um, you know, a one-year deal or something like that. It's, it's, they're here for the future. And um, I think as long as I'm tied up with them guys and, and getting results and, you know, doing all the stuff I'm doing now, I, I should be in a good stead to see where my career goes in the future. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in a glorious position, really. I, I don't know of anyone else from, from Lismore, from a small country town, who's really been picked by Gary and, and, and gone through the GRM stead. So um, i just got to, yeah, take it with both hands and, and run with the opportunity whilst I've got it and, you know, Pretend every day is my last, really, with them, and, and just try and make sure that I'm ticking all the boxes 24-7 and um, get them try and make it as, as positive as possible. And moving on from that, obviously, talking about your future, what about uh, what you just alluded to us just before regarding overseas in America and that sort of thing? I mean, what's your what would be your goal for over there uh, and, and what sort of time frame are you looking at? You know, I mean, are you talking IndyCar like Scotty McLaughlin? Are you talking NASCAR like Marcus Ambrose? Um, you know, and we know that he's been involved in the uh, Trans Am side of things, um, helping Owen Kelly. So is that someone there that you've had a chat to regarding all that sort of thing and, and uh, to give you a bit of an idea of what's involved? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my whole dream in life is to always go supercars racing. I always sort of, I think since a young age, Dad's well, Dad's always really been open to me about the finance of motorsport and, and how much everything's costing. 
Um, so with that in mind, I sort of wrote off going overseas um, and didn't really think it was possible and feasible to with, with the money we had behind us really to get over there. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've got all the connections there. So, I mean, I've felt fallen in love with open wheelers ever since I drove the S5000. They're, they're a brutal for car. Um, so they, they just awesome to drive and, and awesome fun. And I've ever since Scotty McGrockland went over to America and raced in IndyCar, I've, I've watched every single one of his races and um, been enjoying that. And it's sort of cool to think that, you know, he was only two blokes before me through GRM and, and now he's over there in IndyCar and, and living it up. So it's definitely been a motivator for me to think that I actually can go to America. And this whole, you know, American fascination sort of come out of, um, you know, I, I originally wanted to go over there and race tier two over there. Um, but now I sort of, you know, might even look at the open wheeler pathway and, and, and see where that leads. But also having Owen Kelly and Marcus Ambrose there as well, I get on good with both of them. And, um, yeah, you know, they've, they've always been open with me saying, if I ever want to go over there, talk to them and, and they'll help me out. So I've got enough connections, I guess, to, to go over there if I want to. But now I really, you know, want to try and make it in Australia and, and do go through supercars and all that, sort of do a Scotty McLaughlin yeah. and... and you know, get over here and, and get some big results on the table here and, and then see where it takes me in the future. Do you, do you think, um, you know, we do want to, Matt does, I know he wants to talk a little bit about supercars and, and what may lay ahead for you in the future, but do you think uh, with what Scotty Mack's done um, and now him literally going from supercars straight to IndyCar, do you think that's really opened the eyes of a lot of guys like yourself to say, you know, yeah, probably could have could be done up up until now, where Scotty's actually done it, and now it's like, yeah, okay, we that's that's obviously an option for us, and uh, you know, if we do our job right here, you know, we could be uh, lucky enough to get over there to uh, to head straight into IndyCar. Do you think that's really helped along, you know, a lot of young guys in the country with regard to their 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 vision of the future? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, anytime someone really makes it, it's it sort of opens the door for everyone, and. It's, um, yeah, Scotty, he's, he's been a, a sort of open on social media about the whole deal and, and sort of, uh, you know, hasn't closed off or, or gone a big head with it all. He's, he's sort of, um, you know, brought us all along with the ride so we can sort of see how he's adapting to it all and, and how he's finding it. So I guess that's been pretty cool. And, and yeah, 110% has definitely opened my eyes up to a future and, and where I think I can actually go overseas. Uh, before then, you know, I always thought that being a, a bloke from country town with, it's not a massive amount of money in the motorsport terms. Um, supercars was really the be-all end-all. Um, but, you know, after seeing Scotty and, and what he's achieved going over there in a short time, I wouldn't be surprised if the Americans over there start looking across the across the Pacific at, at Australia a, a little bit more and, and see, you know, a few young blokes over here who can, you know, hopefully one day wheel it over there. But um, I think the, the whole S5000 Trans Am and ARG deal is just is massive and it opens the pathway to everywhere you want to go. You know, if you want to go supercars, you've got Trans Am there to help you. S5000 also handles a lot like a supercar, it's more power. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to go over to America, obviously you've got the S5000, which is pretty similar to an IndyCar, and NASCAR, which is pretty similar to a Trans Am as well. So I've sort of got, you know, four paths open for me at the moment. I've just got to sort of fight my time whilst I can and, and think about what's going to be the best uh, option for myself. Um, you know, I've, I've been pretty vocal in saying if I got paid to drive a home that I could sell and I could live off that and, and do that every weekend, I would. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't really phase me on what car I'm driving as long as I can make a career. So I'm not going to isolate um, one goal and, and attack that at the moment. Um, I'm just going to sort of chip it off, weigh out the risk, risk versus reward and, um, and see where that goes. But after these three months, I'm hoping to have a bit more of an idea of, of where I'm going to 
position myself to attack. Um, I still don't think I'm ready for an open wheeler um, career yet uh, with S5000. I'm, I haven't been entirely happy with my performances so far this year. Um, but, you know, it's it's coming along slowly and, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to work harder at the open wheeler side of racing and, and see because I feel like the tin top is definitely uh, something I can go to. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to be a jack of all trades, really, and um, and just open as many doors as I can. Um, Steve and Nimsy, what I love about this whole situation is that, you know, over the years I've been able to help a couple of drivers, you know, guys like Jesse Dixon and Jordan Cox and Scotty Andrews, who's overseas, Josh Burden, Cam Creek, those sorts of blokes. And I'm just a hack, right? I'm a nothing. What I love about what you're doing, Nathan, is you're going to a team that actively, either in the workshop or as a, on the driver roster, you have James Moffat, Caruso, Holdsworth, Ambrose, Gary Rogers, Barry Rogers, Owen Kelly. You are surrounded by a human asset pool there to give you direction, advice on what to do and what not to do. Unlike I've seen a young driver have before. Normally you go to a supercars team, you've got the owner and you've got maybe two other drivers in the team. But that level of experience that you now have access to, and, you know, like Geordie Cox, he's there as well and a few others. Dylan O'Keefe too. Dylan O'Keefe. <clears throat> you must feel like you've been, like you're in a dream because I, so I don't think any other kid that I've seen coming through has that kind of access to that kind of knowledge. Exactly. I mean, in a crude way of saying, I've been kissing the ass by a fairy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> totally. It still make, yeah, it doesn't really make too much sense on how it all came about, really. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's. I'm I'm happy that I sort of recognise that. Um, I've I've been lucky with this opportunity I've gotten. Um, you know, there's there's only one Nathan that I can think of right now who's driving for GRM, and and um, you know, I'm just fortunate enough to have all that experience around me, and and they're all there to help I guess you know there's, there's no hostility between us as, as drivers in the team uh, especially as young blokes you know like Jimmy's taken me in to live with him for, for the three months I'm down here and, and he's been big at helping me the S5000 Moff he's, he's sort of been a big brother to me and, and sitting me down and talking to me about everything um, Moff was actually one of the big uh, uh, reasons I actually done this move down to Melbourne um, I was always wanting to do it I uh, knew that you know it, it meant a lot for Gary and Barry for the drivers to come down and, and work in the cars and, and learn it themselves um, and the whole reason I actually didn't do this earlier was sort of you know for the family I, I didn't want to leave my family up at home and, and come down here so um, I talked to him off and he said look you got one opportunity either you take it or leave it and, and you know in two years time if you've made it or you haven't made it um, what, what are you going to regret if you stay at home or if you yep. come down to Melbourne Yep, um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. I think that's – you get one chance at this, Nath, and you've got an absolute cracker. Now, the final question, because you're sitting in a, in a service station, we want to get you to Melbourne and get you moved into your new home. Everyone that works at Gary Rogers Motorsport has a nickname. What will yours be? I don't know yet. I'm actually – I'm the rare one. I'm the odd dog without one. So um, I think once I do something stupid as an apprentice, I'll, I'll get a nickname pretty quickly. <laughs> There's odds on, mate, uh, you're going to get one. There's odds yeah, on you'll get one. Yeah, probably. They'll probably send me with a parts list of some left-handed screwdrivers and stuff like that out to Buddy Bunning, so I don't know. I'll wait and see. <laughs> hey, hey, just And just quickly, mate, uh, very quickly, and only because Stevie J is almost too embarrassed to talk about it, and we're going to cover it off a little bit more, but on the weekend you got to race in very close quarters 
to young Jet Johnson, who had his debut in TA2. You're extremely fast in that category. As Stevie J said, I never see anywhere near hide nor hair of you because you're always up the front. But for this kid to jump in at 16, having never having done only a little bit of testing, what did you see in him? He was, uh, for mine, he was pretty special, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't want to um, sound like I'm, I'm boosting his tyres too much just because Steve's in the podcast, but he sort of, you know, he, he did surprise me a lot. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean that in any negative way at all. He was, he was very good and he had a wise head on him. Um, you know, there's a, a few times there, uh, turn three, he just, he was so much deeper on the brakes than me and I was struggling to get the car pulled up and he was just stronger than me, stronger than me. And, and there's a few times there he had a look, but he, he didn't commit. Um, but, you know, in, in fair respect to him, he, he also didn't make contact. And I talked to him after the race and, and you know, he was, he was, there with the mutual respect that he didn't want to ding his car or anything like that. So for a 16-year-old to have that much um, I guess awareness to not ding his car and not ding my, my car as well uh, by throwing up the inside for for what technically was a state series round, he's, he's definitely switched on. And um, I think, you know, with the, the last name supporting him um, and, and all the work that he's put in, and he seems pretty humble as well for, for um you know, for what he's achieved so far in his career, he's um, he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. And, and as I said before, I don't mean that just because Steve's in the in the chat. <laughs> so, uh, but no, he 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 drives he drives pretty bloody good for for a sixteen year old. And uh, you know, it's it was, it was definitely actually a bit weird because before the race, I actually said to the boys working on the car, if I get beaten by a sixteen year old, I'll, I'll be red <laughs> red in the face. And, uh, <laughs> I was sweating, I was nervous, but no, so that's good fun. That, yeah, That's the good thing about driving against Nathan. He's 18, right? So, and I'm 48. So I'm quite happy to be beaten by Nathan. I should be beaten by Nathan. That's the good thing. See, I've got nothing to lose. If I beat Nathan, I can actually go, mate. What are you doing? How can you? How can you let a 48 year old beat you? And then if I don't beat him, I go, oh mate, well you're 18. You should be beating yeah. me. So I've got nothing to lose. I think I'd have to hang the helmet up if I see that Matt McKellen can't go up the inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Right, I. He, leaves, mate, you're, he, he almost got one at Bathurst. He leaves <laughs> with a drive-by. We're, we're, we're going to change the name of this show to the Wednesday Roast. <laughs> mate, when I grabbed both pedals at Bathurst, I almost went straight up the inside of you. I didn't mean to do it, but I almost got there. <laughs> uh, but, Sorry. I'm going to get you. If I get close enough, I'm going to get you. Oh, mate. <laughs> Watch out, Nate. There'll be a receipt at Morgan Park. But, um, <laughs> no, mate, <laughs> no, mate we, we appreciate you taking a bit of time. Uh, it's it's a bit of a, you've got a bit of a journey ahead of you. But, uh, mate, thanks so much for taking a bit of time to, uh, well, you've got a pretty packed week as it is. So mm, yeah. uh, drive safe on that road to Melbourne, mate. And no doubt this won't be the first time, uh, well, this won't be the last time we chat to you on the driver's seat. We look forward to see what you do in the future. Awesome. Right, cheers, homie, guys. Thanks, Pat. There you go. Nathan Hearn joining us here on the driver's seat, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Felt is the professional's choice. You're right, uh, Steve. This really has become the roast roast match show. Yeah, yeah. Finally, it used, to be, right. yeah, used, used to, to be roast, the Roast Steve-O show. The last so. four years has been roasting a Johnson every Wednesday yeah. night. But you know what I loved, uh, what I really like about Nathan? I mean, that that was an 18-year-old kid. Mm. If you haven't heard him before, uh, he's an 18-year-old kid. And he's not on the national stage. He's sort of climbing there. You listen to AFL players and kids and, and in rugby league, they can't, a lot of them aren't as succinct and clear 
as young Nathan was there. So can you imagine what he's going to be like when he does have a career and he gets up there? What I loved about that interview, Stevie J, was the 18-year-old commenting on the 16-year-old oh, having no. a good head, <laughs> having <laughs> a good level head about him in his and, racing. And the funny oh thing God. was, the funny thing I was on the weekend, obviously Nathan Clint swept the weekend. Yep. Uh, Russell Wright, 2017 champion, finished second, Jet finished third. And Russell's uh, comments on the podium were, if you add Nathan's and Jet's age together and triple them, I'm still older. (laughs) (laughs) It's a young man's sport, Nimsy. It's a young man's sport. I'll tell you, you are absolutely right, though. Um, And if we have a look at uh, Ben from Dalby's texted in uh, on 0433981116. So good to hear that the Gary Rogers driving apprenticeship program is still a thing and didn't die with their supercars involvement. Yeah, 100%. Oh, amazing. And and um you're right Ben and thanks for for chiming in cuz we um uh we he and I had some uh back and forth across the socials during the week so good on you Ben. And you know Stevie J, it's interesting in your early days of your career you had a chance to go to Gary yep. Rogers Motorsport and and Ben's right in what he says the apprenticeship program's beginning. Yep. If young Jet, I mean let's let's look a long way down the track here. And in motorsport terms that's maybe 12 18 months. If you got the tap on the shoulder knowing what you know now and I think you've been open and saying that you probably should have taken that GRM mm-hmm. seat, would you say to Jet, "Hey boy, get down and get on the end of the broom at GRM." 100%. Absolutely because you know, his his, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say future, but a little bit different situation. You know, my dad was still racing at that point full time. Um, and there was a lot of probably family emotion there for my part, wanting to drive with my dad at Bathurst. That was just yeah. something that I just wanted to do. Um, and that was, you know, wholly and solely the reason why I didn't go to GRM, which, you know, I openly say that I love my family and I, I, at the time, I thought I did the right thing. And, and right now, I think that, you know, maybe, you know, my career path would have been a bit different if I did go to Gary Rogers. And, yep. uh, and you know, part of me says that I should have done that. But, you know, I'm not actively driving full-time in supercars or in supercars at all at the moment and now. So, you know, Jet hasn't got that decision to, to worry about. You know, he can literally just talk to me about what is the best for his future. And, you know, whatever that is, you know, we're going to move forward with that. So whatever, you know, it might up. It might upset some people. You never know. He might get a call from Roland at Triple Eight and wants to take him under his wing. And if that happens, I can, I'll tell you, he's going to go there. Simple as that. Or if he goes to Gary Rogers, you know, or if he goes down to Walk and Show and Dread United, or if he goes to Dick Johnson Racing, wherever it is, wherever the best option is, mm. that's where he's going to go. I think we should uh, also put it on record that uh, your dad did also heavily push you. Like, no, mate, you ought to take up this role with uh, GRM. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but like you said, completely different circumstances there. And look, you got to drive, you got to co-drive with your old man Bathurst, which yeah. is something that uh, I know is, uh, look, trust me, there's a lot of people I know that would have loved to have a co-drive with uh the big dick at uh, Bathurst. So the, and the mere fact you're able to do that with your old man is probably something that is worth the price of admission as is. Yeah, no, 100%, mate. But, you know, Jet and I have already raced together, even though it was at the Winton Endurance and a Hyundai Excel, we still have raced <laughs> together. So, you know, and you, you may see, depending on what happens, you may see a, uh, a Johnson & Johnson in, in a car in the future at Bathurst. won't be a supercar, but you may see a Johnson Johnson and somebody else in a possibly a six-hour car Ooh. in 2022.
There so you we'll go. see what happens. You're looking at me. Is that th- am I going to be the third person? No, you're not. Oh, thank God. I don't know why I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't want to start eating salads. Not, not a chance. No, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> well, we're off and running here at the driver's seat. 0433981116 is the number if you'd like to text in. We do it thanks to our friends at Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the program. 0433981116 if you want to text in and be a part of the show. Got a flurry of texts here on the Temper text line. We'll get to some of them in just a moment. Matty, you got anyone lined up here? Anyone from South Australia in particular? Uh, Peter from uh, our good friend Peter from, <laughs> <He did. laughs> from, from Monta Bay. Uh, where is Peter? There he is saying, uh, good evening, gentlemen, and Nibsy. Nibsy. Hello, Nibsy. Who's Nibsy? Oh, you mean Nimsy. Nimsy with an M, not a B. Uh, SJ, been following the young Colt Jet. How great does that Mustang look? For me, it's up there with Craig Lowndes' AU Green-Eyed Monster. Yeah, it's a bit well, like that, isn't it? That's a big rap, isn't it? It is a big rap because that you, was a very popular car. But we've, mm. I've also had a lot of other social media messages saying that it actually looked like the Alan Moffat Sonovas Falcon as well because yes, that the was black and fluoro. Green. Well, that was fluoro yellow mm. and black as well. Yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, yeah to you know, we just wanted something that was yeah you know, striking on the eye and, and yep. easy to spot in a crowd. So. Uh, Nikki from Leeton, uh, great coverage on Jets Racing on the weekend. SJ, with Jet being the grandson of a champion and the son of Stevie J, does he put any pre- any pre- extra pressure on himself when it comes to his results? Excelling in his racing. Yeah. Um, not really, no, because we, oh, we're constantly telling him, mate, you know, you're the one driving the car. You don't need to, you know, yes, you've got the same last name as myself and your grandfather, but you're your own person. You know, let's path you know, pave your own way. Yeah. Uh, and has to. the only pressure you should put on yourself is for you to do better and work harder to get obviously better yourself, not yeah. from anybody and else. And be a good person, yeah, which absolutely. we know that. So which we're, we know there's zero, zero pressure from the outside from us. And, and we've also actually spoken to him about, you know, pressure that can come from yep. media and outside sources. So, and social media. So we've were... said, don't, don't listen to it. Just, you just focus on your thing, mm. and if it if it happens, it happens. There were plenty of people out there at QR on the weekend wishing him luck, which was pretty cool. Hey, Nimsy, we also got a text from uh, somebody else um, just correcting us on the pronunciation of Delby. It's actually Dolby. There you go. Dolby. Just so you know, for future, Dolby. The old, All of our friends in Dolby? Yeah, the old uh, – oh, as a kid, I was up in Dolby with uh, with the big dick. He, uh, he did a um, – a Steiger, there was a there was a company called Steiger Tractors, and he did a massive. He was a bit of a promotional, uh, I guess, ambassador for Steiger back then. We were yep. up there driving tractors and stuff. It was absolutely brilliant. So uh, you've been up to Dolby. It was there's a lot of red, a lot of red dirt up there. A lot of red dirt. <laughs> never been through Dolby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never been. My, it's probably a lot um, bigger than since it was when I went there last. But <laughs> well, uh, my apologies there, uh, Ben. Uh, Your what? Well, I have a bit of a pronunciation problem. Did you say apologies? That's right. It is time for this. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Yeah, it is the Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Our old mate, COVID, it seems to know when there's a race 
Uh, when there's a round coming up, doesn't it? Oh, don't get started on the conspiracy <laughs> theories, mate. The, if you read the socials at the moment, old COVID knows when a state of emergency is about to be expired, expired, when there's school holidays and when there's a motorsport event coming on. Look, let's let's be – we have to be very careful and very clear. You know, Stevie J and I are up here in Queensland, and the reality is for the last 18 months, Stevie J, we've been – relatively untouched. Life has We've gone very on. Lucky. We've been very, very lucky. We're in the middle of a three-day lockdown. Um, you, you you, know, everyone in Melbourne, um, we know, and Sydney to a degree right now, have had such a tough time of it. You've got to have some perspective. And, and Nimsy, we're very it, – it's all pretty rubbish, obviously, but on the balance of it, three days, hoping that it stays at three days, you know, it is what it is. We'll just tough it out and – See what happens on Friday at 6 p.m. Now, we're really hoping that this uh, does wrap up. And look, looking at the numbers today, it does look like it's on track uh, mm. up north that things will be touch wood fine. But um, it, it is a concern for supercars because they've already had to postpone Winton. Um, thankfully, that looks like that is going to be slotted in at the end of July, I think, is... Ah, uh, uh, yes, it is. Yep. The yeah, date yep. they're going to do. But... Um, yep. but, but if you were the brains trusted supercars and you see borders shutting up left, right, and center, and just think, oh, in a week we've got a bloody Townsville 500, we've already had to postpone a round, do you go into like sort of battle mode? Because we see the AFL mm-hmm. at the moment have got all, every single club, all 18 mm-hmm. clubs are here in Melbourne right now. So. Well, they do, Nimsy, and here's here's the kicker to this one is that, you know, the thing with Winton, Stevie J, is it's a permanent circuit. So you could say, look, we're going to cancel it, we'll postpone it until there's another date, off you go. Townsville's a street circuit. You can't leave all the bollards, all the concrete blocks, all the pit garages, all the bits and pieces of paraphernalia and infrastructure there, Nimsy, until maybe we can get back there in September, and of course, in North Queensland, it's rainy season, Steve. So it's not mm. like they can say, "Oh, we'll we'll give it another crack in November." Mm. So yes, Nimsy, you're 100 percent right. I'd imagine supercars are seriously concerned. Seriously concerned. There's a couple of options that they put on the table because uh, that's one of the little issues at the moment. Townsville is declared a hotspot by the Victorians, so yep. which means. Kelly Grove Racing, Team 18, Erebus, Tickford, Walker Chirondretti United and Blanchard Racing Team will have to do two weeks quarantine when they come back. Now, there is rumours and there's an option on the table to try and turn the Townsville event into a double header because that would then make more time for maybe the Victorian border to open or at the very least make uh, quarantine a bit more, you know, like, hey, look, at least... We've got two rounds out the way, and you can have a bit more of a break afterwards. But uh, like everything's on the table now. It's after last year, and it's and you are you nail you hit the nail on the head there, Maddie. Before it sucks that we're still talking about it now, um, but after last year, pretty much everything's on the table, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I and I I I don't disagree with what Supercars are saying, Steve, about maybe doing a double header. We did it last year in Townsville, and and maybe that's that's where. These permanent circuits like Winton, um, like Sandown, like uh, Perth and all that sort of stuff, they might just be able to be slightly flexible in, in their timing and how we, if we need to do a double header, do we then postpone Winton again until, you know, September or w- whatever the case may be. Because it's always going to be cold in Melbourne. Don't worry about it. It will. Don't worry about the weather. The reality is, Nimsy, is that, and I think we even spoke about this, lads, at the start of the year. Um, 
the organisers of any event, MotoGP, Formula One, and we've seen it in Formula One, Singapore's been cancelled, Turkey's been brought back on. The name of the game for this year, and until however it looks how we get on top of this thing, flexibility is going to be the name of the game. Um, you do your best to put out a calendar in a best-case scenario, um, and then we we just have – we're in the lap of – inept behavior by some people or quarantine situations or overseas or whatever the political ramifications are going to be, we're all going to be, we have to be flexible, Stevie J. I mean, you and I, we were supposed to race in last weekend, I think here in Queensland, that's now being put Correct. into, into August. August. So I, I, there's everything in life right now has got to be taken with a level of, or a viewpoint of flexibility, Steve, everything. It, it's it's one of those, you just don't know. We just don't know. No. As soon as you get complacent with thinking that everything's back to normal, mm. it strikes again. Mm. And it can be very simple with how it happened, you know, with regard to now. You know, with, you know I, I guess there's so many people traveling still, mm. and yeah. which is fine. We understand that, you know, and... Uh, there's so many people still traveling interstate, still so many people traveling overseas, and that's not just passengers, that's workers as well. That's airline, you know, staff, et cetera. And I, I believe that's where this whole issue now came from. Mm. And, you know, I think, I, I think so, we've got to be careful. We don't want to be political. No, 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 we don't want to yeah, be political. Yeah. But, 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 but this I, is what's going to happen, isn't it, Steve? But I believe that it's like influenza, it's like a few other things, and I'm no doctor, but I think this is something that, we're going to need to start to learn to live with. Well, Singapore have come out during the week and called it nothing but a flu. Yeah. They're going to treat it like nothing but a flu. But, yep. you know, the reality is the way it reflects on our sport, Nimsy, and all sports is we're going to have to play flexibility. We've just got a great text message from Mark here that says, if they're going to do a double header, then please make the, the second weekend an endurance race. We've been ripped off with the Enduros. Mm. Hey, I actually don't mind that. <laughs> I, I don't know whether they would have the infrastructure there on the ground, Mark. Well, I guess they could take it because they haven't left yet. Although some teams are up here, but, you know, fuel rigs and overhead fuel rigs and all of that kind of no, stuff. No, well, they so. do because they're doing a 250K race. So they've got fuel rigs. Yeah, yeah fuel they do too. Yeah. So they do too. why don't just That's make it a 500K right. race the next weekend well, and bring they could the do endurance that, drivers they? in? Yeah, they could do that. They could do that. So that's, a, that's actually a, a, a great suggestion, Mark. Hmm. Endurance race around a street circuit would be sensational. We've kind of feel like a mini Gold Coast, mini yeah, Gold Coast, mini, Gold Coast, <laughs> mini Adelaide, mini Adelaide. Adelaide. That's right. So great, great, um, great text there, Mark. We will forward that through with haste to supercars. <laughs> I think the uh, I think what makes it uh, worse, and this will, this will sort of give you a little bit of a snapshot to what it was like to being in Victoria during our mega lockdowns, is when you watch, say, an IndyCar race, and you've got you know because obviously a lot of other countries have got better rate of vaccinations there so they're opening up a little bit more when you watch the indianapolis 5000 and you see that many people in the stands and chockers 500 nimsy 500 i always always, 500 it's a big race it's a big race in my mind it's long but it ain't that long i think they're still going uh (laughs) finishes next thursday five five thousand miles wow what's that that, that's over ten thousand kilometers seven thousand no it's 1.6 it's 1.6 yeah but yeah and and when you sort of see like uh because i remember being at Sandown at the start of the year, and uh, there was a lot of people at the grandstand, but definitely not as much as we would love because everyone was packed. It's like, nope, in the grandstand, yep. guys. So, nope. and uh, we'll find out in Sandown what that's going to be like in September when we're there if there's going to be a bunch more people there. Yeah, so, so. I, I just think it's flexibility, Nimsy, and um, 
Um, nothing we say or do politically on the show is going to help that scenario. But as fans and as participants, we just have to be flexible. Mm. We have to do what we can do. Hit the nail on the head right there. Um, that was our Bendix Breaks big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. If you want to be part of the show, text in. 0433981116. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat right across Australia here. Uh, and we do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. 0433981116 is our number if you want to text in. Uh, got a couple of texts, some rather helpful texts about uh, we can uh, maybe continue the championship by the way to head to the Apple Isle. Yeah, there's quite a, actually there's a couple of texts that have come in suggesting to do a double header in Tasmania. And I'm like, come on guys. I love it when our audience get creative like that. I do know that the merchandise, the, the merchandise managers for all the teams love going to Tassie. They sell, that? They sell double the hats. Oh, <laughs> Sorry to all of our friends in Tassie. That was just a lighthearted gag in lockdown. That's pretty funny. That's uh, actually there's, there's, there's a few others here. Um, Peter from Bunta Bay said that as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that, Peter. Um, actually, I want to read one here. Actually, it's from Rob from Brisbane. Um, it's a great question. Hey guys, after seeing more and more Gen Three liveries popping up on social feeds, have you guys noticed the exhaust exit behind the front wheels? We already see the drivers getting blisters on their feet currently. I would have thought the heat in the footwell would be increased massively if they run the pipe straight under the Ooh, pedals. Good one, yeah, it's Rob. actually um, it, it was actually a question, and uh, I, I guess a, a very very like the, the guys at DJR I know specifically who are building a Gen Three chassis at the moment, uh, thinking long and hard about what what they're going to do regarding keeping around that footwell and the pedals uh, cooler, you know, from from the exhaust coming out just behind the front wheels. And, um, you know, every team's going to do it. A lot of the guys have suffered with that sort of thing. Um, they've got, they've all got a control pedal box um, as well in the, in the Gen mm. 3. So they're all, all running the same pedal box. Whereas in the past, you know, you know, Walken, Joan, Dreddy United have, have built their own, Triple um, Eight have built their own, DJR built their own. So um, now they're all, you know, having the same pedals, same everything. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they all do to try to combat some of this heat issue um, which could present. I, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue because the exhaust already runs down there anyway. That's you right. Know, it, it literally runs f underneath and all the way under their butt. Yeah, and then and then out one side. I, I guess that's the sort of thing that when the testing occurs, um, that's going to be found out, isn't it? They're just if, you never if, know. if a driver gets out. I mean, are you going to test a Gen Three? Will you do? Will you be called up for that? Do you reckon? Oh, I know you've tested. Not. I know you tested a Mustang early in the piece, yeah. but do you think you'll get called up for that? I don't know. Pro probably not. Um, depending on the rules maybe, and regs. Maybe Jet will. You know, maybe Jet will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. No, honestly, <laughs> it'd be someone about, you know, that's not directly involved in obviously yeah. the racing side of things straight yeah. up, um, and it'll yeah. be very heavily scrutinised by supercars. But um, who who knows how much these uh, these new engines with regard to the, uh, obviously what's going to be in the Camaro and what's going to be in the Mustang um, is going to do, like the, the exhaust Exiting might be much cooler than the current, mm. um, the current dinosaurs that we see, you know, regarding the obviously old pushrod engine. So, you know, that's something that they're going to have to make a decision on when they uh, when they do a bit of testing. Got a text what from Errol. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Matty, you've got one there oh, from Michael. Uh, from Michael, yeah, guys. 
Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit this uh, in Formula One when we wrap it in a little bit. But um, uh, Michael was just wondering about Lewis Hamilton, if it's the end of his uh, career, um, and obviously that he would like to win in the car that he's got at the moment, uh, or have the other teams just got better in their dynamics. Look, the reality is, Michael, and, and again, we'll cover it a little bit later, but um, there has been a step forward for one team. Massively. Massive Actually, step a few. forward. Ferrari's stepped forward a lot too, but they're not really on the... But they're still not competing for wins, no. let's be honest. So, I mean, in the real step up, Stevie J, it's been Red Bull and it's mm-hmm. been the engine. Absolutely. The engine has taken a big jump. So, um, and then when you couple that with a good chassis, an Adrian Newey sh- New chassis, a good aerodynamics and an unbelievable driver like our friend Nomax, um, <laughs> uh, then, you know, there, there's every chance that he, he may win it. But you look... There were new rules, aero rules that were introduced this year, Michael, that um, were there basically to hurt Mercedes, and it's helped. It, it's done its job. So you look at the uh, Aston Martin, which was based off uh, a chassis from 2019's Mercedes and body. Um, they're hurting as well. So, you know, I, look, I, I just think Red Bull's made a step up, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on, Nimsy. Uh, one from Tom in Hobart. Uh, shout out to all our Tassie listeners listening on uh, SE and Hobart on 1629. Um, <laughs> Good on na- you, Hobart. <laughs> NASCAR is going to be sold out this weekend at Road America. Only 110,000 people. Ah, how good are we going here, says Tom in Hobart. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair point, isn't it? Um, you know, we, we put ourselves up to be the model of success in this country about how we've survived the last 18 months with this COVID crisis. And yet when it's been now, again, don't send in text messages about political things. I'm not making a statement that you should be getting vaccinated or whatever, Mm -hmm. but the Americans have embraced it in a big way. And as a result, we had, you know, I think a half crowd at the Indy 5,000, Nimsy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, (laughs) and you're right, Tommy, this weekend, only 110,000 people at Road America. Unbelievable. Well, so. you got to remember with the Indy 500 or Indy 5000, if you're, <laughs> if you're nimsy, um, the Indy 500, <laughs> I think they capped that at 140,000 and it was like a quarter crowd yeah. or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Dead set looked like there was 4,000 people sitting at the MCG. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. You know, it was. like it, it looked like it didn't look like 140,000 because that joint holds about a billion people. So, so on the, on the, in the context of, Yes, you can come to our events if you're fully vaccinated. Um, if that happens, Tom, it looks like we're going to be a fair way away from having full crowds, mm. I think. But anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll or hope- the crowds will be over 60. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right. There'll be a loss on all the event promoters because they'll all be... <laughs> they'll, they'll all be pensioner tickets. <laughs> uh, Nothing will be full price. Before we take a quick break, let's update the driver's seat power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Are you struggling to find that there, Nimsy? I am. I, I've, I've got all these coloured buttons and I'm just like, where is it? Where is it? Because that, that the power rankings. Power, the power rank. rankings. Where's the button? There it is. Jeez, I'll tell you what, you two, you're in you're in a hell of a mood. Well, oh, it's because we've been... <laughs> <laughs> we been locked inside all day. We've finally been allowed out. Now, see, radio and entertainment is classed as essential work. 
So, loosely uh, entertainment. Uh, yeah. I think this is loosely entertainment. Well, loosely essential too. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's uh, let's quickly talk about uh, the power rankings because after the triple crown, we actually had quite a shift in the votes. Uh, SVG still sits on top with um, uh, seventeen votes, but Will Davo is only four votes behind him. Had a great outing at uh, the triple crown, and Wilbur is only four votes behind. I oh, know it's good, isn't Catching it? Catching up, isn't uh, it? This is what we want, and this is what we were hoping to see in Townsville next week because he's got some good form there. So, um, I mean, Shane is, as we know, unstoppable. We talk about it every week. That's at a the moment. strong, strong track for Shane and yep. Red Bull yep. and Pole Racing. Yeah, it is. So, so it'll be interesting to see how yep. they screw that one together. But uh, yeah, good to see. I I love the story of Will Davison. You know, out of nowhere, coming back now and being strong, proving a lot of people wrong. Yep, being the number one DJ. He's washed up. At the moment. Why are you getting him? Yep. You know, all that sort of yep. stuff at the start of the year. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, being, and, you know, it's not a sob story for Will Davison, but he and his wife, Rihanna, have had a very, very tough year. 2020 uh, was just, you want to was talk about um, kicking you in the agates? Like, oh, yeah. With a run up on a cold day and a pair of footy boots, mm. um, did he get kicked in the old Jats crackers? So, and Rihanna lost her father, father unexpectedly. They lost their dog just a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's Rihanna, had a lot of and Rihanna she, being from Perth too. Oh yeah, but she's had a there. shocking run with injury really bad injury. And, yeah, and stuff so like that they too. so got I hit by a car. Did get hit by a car on, on a bike. bike. Yep. So I I love that whole Davison family story at the yep. moment. They are they are punching and, and, and honestly, doing well. Obviously, we know them closely, and mm. and their whole family. You know, their obviously brother Alex, who I know very well, yep. and their dad Richard. Just they're just a, Good a phenomenal family that mm. that really I guess fit into. You know, I guess the Johnson side of things. Mm-hmm. And you know the funny thing about that, I digress for just a minute, moment, uh, Nimsy, James Davison doing basically a full year in NASCAR. Yes. Yep. In the main game NASCAR. Now, not in a competitive team, not in a competitive car, but I mean, you know, boy, oh boy. Doing pretty well. We celebrate the likes of Scotty Mack and Marcus Ambrose, and then here's James Davison from Melbourne over there doing a full NASCAR not, thing. not forgetting yeah, that he was, he's done quite a few Indy 500s as well. Absolutely. We just don't hear anything about him. So. Yep. Indy um, 5000, Steve. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's in the wrong race. That's why. Uh, Nimsy, started, that's, that's he, not going to go away for a while. The old he, in, he, he started at the end of May and he's still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to quickly go through the rest of the power ranking. So, yeah, it is uh, Will Davo and SVG neck and neck at the top. But uh, you got Chaz Mostert and Zane Goddard in P3 on six votes, Anton Di Pasquale on five votes, Brody Kostecki on four, three votes to Tim Slade and Mark Winterbottom, and one vote to Jamie Wincup, Andre Humpgardner, and Thomas Randall. So not too shabby there. Yes, Andre Hairdryer, a bit of news around that he may be re-signed. Yeah. That he's close to re-signing. I know that's... um, Kelly Racing. He's very, very highly regarded, especially by the Kellys, uh, Rick and Todd. So uh, that would not surprise me if that happens in the near future. Which would take him out of the running for the seat at Triple Eight that a lot of people have also said that he's in line for. Which I already said last week or the week before that I think, you know, that's already a done deal. Yes, you keep saying that. And we found out last week that um, uh, Cam Waters is pretty much locked in at Tickwood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at what? I said Tickwood. Tickwood. (laughs) Now, you're not in lockdown, Nimsy. You've got no excuse. Have you been drinking? Why, why, why me? 
is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We'll take a break. Back, back with more right after That's this. the Tickwood 5000. <laughs> this is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Just a reminder, too, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. The all-new Driver's Seat app has podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, text in to 0433981116 if you want to get in touch. Ben from Dolby. Dolby, yes, Dolby. well done. Hey. Yes. Happy days for me. Um, <laughs> keen to hear your thoughts on the future of QR slash Lakeside after the Fast Deli article this week. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd really like to see Tony Quinn get a hold of them. Lakeside used to be my local track before I moved out to Dolby. Dolby. And I loved it, but it has so much potential. Same with QR. Yeah, it's, I think that's... Uh... Do you that want me to be diplomatic, sailed. Ben? Oh, that ship has sailed with regard to Tony Quinn, so I think that's fallen over from what I believe. Do you want me to be diplomatic, folks, or do you just want no, me to No, I just want the normal Maddie McKeldin. Right, okay. It's an absolute travesty and the worst decision for Queensland motorsport that's been had for many, many a year. The reality is, Ben, that um, there has been zero dollars put into the safety and or facilities at Queensland Raceway for many, many a year. It is a dangerous circuit. We've seen multiple drivers die there over the years due to arguably um, not the highest safety standards. Um, while this gentleman is in charge of the uh, the two tracks, you will not see a CAMS event there. Um, and so the fact that Tony Quinn, who obviously owns circuits in New Zealand, fantastic circuits mm-hmm. in New Zealand, hasn't got a hold of them is appalling for the local competitors, for state competitors, for uh, international drivers, national drivers, and the Ipswich area. Um, he came out during the week and said, oh, now we've gotten through this whole COVID thing. We've got money to spend on the joint. Mate, you haven't spent any money on that joint for 10, 12, 15 years. So don't blame it on COVID. That's garbage. Um, you, you arrive there in your helicopter with your aviator sunglasses, a, aviator sunglasses on, strutting around looking like Magnum PI, and you, you don't put your hands in your pockets to make that joint what it is. So, he has said that he's going to upgrade. It. Ah, yeah. Well, reckon, I'll see it when I believe it. I mean, yeah. it's crap. Uh, Tony Quinn should have bought it. I mean, Tony doesn't do things by I don't think it was Tony's decision, though. It wasn't Tony's decision. I don't, Tony, think, I don't know much The way about I it, understand it, um, Tony had invited – it, he was expecting the deal to go through. Um, um, there had been a, an appointment and or um, – uh, there was a there were cams or motorsport officials, motorsport Australia officials due to go there in the next week or two, and as soon as that was found out, the deal was off. So it's personal gain, as as uh, uh, Andrew and George Mediki once said to me, if there's a horse in a if there's a horse in a horse race uh, called self interest, back it, and that's what this guy's done. He's backed himself. Well, I believe that. So. Uh, well, from from what I understand, Tony's tried to buy. That place, that place, and a QR and Lakeside yep. three times over the last ten years, yep. and all every time there you go. There's been something gone wrong at the what do they call it, the eleventh hour, yep. and yep. Uh, and the deal's off. So yep. so um, it's crap, it's crap, and it's disappointing. And as long as the current regime own it, you will not see supercars back at QR, and definitely not at Lakeside. But you will not see Q, uh, supercars back at Lakeside, which uh, at QR, which I think is 
appalling for Brisbane people, for Ipswich people, and all that kind of stuff. It's an absolute SHIT show out there. Imagine if so. Tony Quinn did get it and was able to resurrect Lakeside and get a supercar oh, event back there. That would just be phenomenal. They would be 25 deep at every corner, yep. at every fence line. Um, but they're just, he, he seems to be, the current regime seemed to be quite happy to let the place get run down. Um, and it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough, uh, I one, don't think. One more text that came in uh, a little bit earlier with number ending in double nine five. Uh, evening, boys, and welcome to the end of day one snap lockdown in Queensland. Congrats, <laughs> the Bomber Johnson, on his TA2 debut at QR. Fantastic result for the first time in a rear-wheel drive race car and a bit of inaugural silverware in the cabinet. I see another hat has been thrown into the ring with the purchase of supercars. The ARG bid seems like a better proposition than an overseas bidder or old big noses group. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting because there are there now are three uh, people who are looking at potentially owning Supercar, um, a big consortium with uh, Mark Scaife and an international events company. And then there's another consortium with Paul Morris, McDoohan, uh, Alan Gow, who currently runs British Touring uh, touring Cars. And is still currently James Courtney's manager. Yep. And um, and now there's ARG, who, of course, own TCR and S5000 and TCM and Trans Am. Um, I, it's going to be fascinating, Nimsy. It's mm. going to be fascinating as to who gets this because – can you imagine if – so if you look at each one individually, there's a lot of scepticism around SCAFE and that it's it's basically, you know, it, it's all money-making. <laughs> it's all a money-making <laughs> episode for those guys. Um, there's a bunch of – like including Peter Adderton and the McDoohan thing and Paul Morris, wealthy guys, but all have a vested interest in motorsport as an event, as, a, as something for the fans to watch. Um, and then there's ARG, which currently own – four or five of, of the major categories in Australia. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know who I'd like to buy it. Selfishly, I'd love ARG to buy it because we know them. Um, but then, you know, I know, Peter, Peter you, you can't be all about the fans like Morrison and, and Adderton have said outwardly, Stevie J, and then buy it and then not do anything for the fans. Yeah. Mm. So unless the scape thing looks like um, the the company that bought Formula One, who have really worked hard for the fans – um, I I don't know. I I like ARG or the the rich guys consortium at this stage, but we'll see. Yeah, it definitely raises a lot of questions there. But uh, we'll touch on that first part of that question because congratulations to the bomber Johnson on his TA2 debut. We had a lot of people on our socials uh, wish Jet quite well on his uh, first TA2 outing, and I saw that he picked up rookie of the round too, Steve. He did. Yeah, he picked up rookie of the round and. Uh... Uh, you know, it was one of those things where we had no preconceived ideas. Um, we The only thing we wanted to go in the weekend with was to finish all the races, um, try to stay out of trouble, don't get involved in any any car-to-car contact. And, you know, Nathan touched on that earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I said to Jet at the start of the weekend, I said, mate, you don't learn anything by sitting in the gravel trap or sitting in the pits with a damaged car. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do all four races, all 12 laps in every race, and um, let's just gain some experience. And, you know, he, uh, you know, there was so many people came out, you know, I mean, you know, Matty was here out there with uh, with his lovely wife, Helen, and so Matt many, yep. so many friends and family came out, even fans that sort of followed our socials and knew 
that we were racing out there. It was just phenomenal the amount of people that came out. So we've got to, I've honestly got to thank everybody just for the support. It was um, it was one of those weekends that was very special to us. And um, you know, as I said to Jet, it was a fantastic weekend. I said, mate. Motorsport is a cool game. I said there'll be a lot more lows than there are highs. Yeah. Um, that was a high. So cherish it, uh, embrace it, and you know use that as your driving force to to become better and more successful. You know as you get in the car. So uh, yeah, it was a fantastic effort from, it from was him. Good. Yeah. It was really good. As as someone that you know drives midfield, admittedly a Trans Am car. Um, you kind of know what you're looking at when you look from the outside of the cars, like you would. Well, we spent a lot of time talking beforehand, didn't we? You, yeah, you, you knew that he hadn't spent much time in the car, yeah. but we spent we spent a lot of time talking about what we should think. We went back to times from mm. previous, uh, I think, end of 2019 was 2019. the last time they were there to, yep. to look at times and things like that. And we yep. said, oh, it'd be good if he could get around that time. And mm. he wakes in everything way that we spoke that. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you're looking at it from the outside, Nimsy. He was extremely strong on brakes, um, which Nathan detailed earlier in his interview um, at turn three and at turn six. Really showed the nose a couple of times, but had a very level head about him. So, you know, let's let's hope to see him do more rounds in the future. I think he's going to do all the rounds of TA2 this year. Stevie J, if you want my opinion, and, and I haven't even said this around Stevie, I think he's already too too quick for Trans Am. Um, TA2, sorry, for TA2. TA2 particularly is more sort of state-based, and it's more the gentleman drivers and all that kind of stuff. I think, I think uh, Jet could, or Bomber, as he's known, could jump into the Trans Am category right now and be easily top five consistently and I think uh, I'd love to see him you know he'd probably throw me back another spot or five <laughs> but I'd love to see him in Trans Am I think it would be it would be fantastic so um, we're, we're meant to be racing at Morgan Park in mid-August so it'll be interesting to see him there we've then got September at Sandown and then we've got the the um, the Trans Am 100 at the Bathurst International the super cheap Bathurst International which we'll touch on a little bit later in the show but uh, I'd love to see him there one more That'd thing be fantastic to, just before we quickly put a little uh, bow on that how good, and we've mentioned this, but that full throttle barbecue Ford Mustang looked mint. And the thing yeah, I loved it about was... it, the, th- the thing that, sorry to interrupt you there, Steve, but the thing that I loved about that is, uh, like we saw with, with Jets Excel, like that's like a, obviously a tribute to the old school True Blue. But this one, I I, I really liked because it's like, uh, it's it's Jet, like it's his livery. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah, it was his livery, and it's it actually stems back from go karting. Of him and I have always wanted, uh, you know, in karting a bright helmet. Okay, mm-hmm. so and that, the reason for that is so anywhere on the track, we could spot him uh, on the track in amongst a pack of carts um, racing around, uh, and that exactly the same philosophy went into this car, the design. Um, you know, from Scotty Yorston at SS Media, we just said that um, we want a bright car. We want something that's going to stand out that you can literally look look into a pack and you could spot that car a mile away. Um, it's great for obviously the full full, full throttle barbecue and the sponsors, and uh, uh, you can do that. You can literally look at the pack, can't you, mate? And yep. straight away you can spot which yep. car jets in, mm-hmm. and um, and that will work really well on TV as well. So now that's that's a philosophy behind it. And it, as you said, Nim, it's his own design. It is his. Uh, you know, starting his legacy, which is what I like that he's not sort of, he's doing it on his own. Yep. Hey, Nimsy, we've just had Ben from Dolby texting again. Have you got nothing to do tonight, Ben? We love that. Three or four texts tonight. Um, we we're just talking about those Queensland tracks. Uh, what about the potential well camp track that the Wagners want to build in Toowoomba? I say build them all. Ben, build them all yep. so we can go racing somewhere other than QR and Lakeside out of protest. 
build them all. And while you're there, build Wellcamp uh, <laughs> as a um, quarantine. As <laughs> no, don't, as well. bring, don't bring it near the track. No, well, that's away. where it is. You can fly a seven four seven in there, dump everyone off, and put them in a in a in a um, in a quarantine camp at Wellcamp. Really? Um, mm-hmm. That that text about uh, for um, the one that I just read was from Greg. Greg, uh, Thanks, Greg, Greg in Upper Coomera. Coomera, that's it. Yeah, we get with local that. Queenslander. Um, uh, oh, actually, actually, we got another one coming, Nimsy. Dermot Brereton believes the umpiring of the competition is a crossroads. <laughs> Mate, you're on the wrong show. You're on the wrong show. Uh, but on the on the platform of Twitter, you're in the right place. Uh, <laughs> Tom in Hobart says it'll be scaphy by a nose if it comes to <laughs> if it comes to buying uh, supercars. And we've also got a, another thing: uh, the driver's seat doesn't want to put a bid in. Oh, I think this answers it. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash. All right? Cash, no. Robbo? No cash. <laughs> Come on, Robbo. Give us mate. some cash, mate. Well, you've, your son's just started racing in a serious yeah, manner, no so cash you here, ain't got no cash. Let me give you the strong tip. <laughs> Keep your text coming in 0433981116. This is The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to a Kubota. And in this case, we also seem to be doing it thanks to Makona. Um, oh, yes. You've never seen a Johnson run so quick in his life from the kitchen. He didn't even bring the coffee. That is race no, pace he's, right he's had, to, he's had to leave it. The milk's still frothing. He put a quarry lap in from the kitchen. To oh, my God. I'm yelling out, 20 seconds. Actually, no, it's not milk. Seconds. Sorry, honey, I'm on keto. That's, milk's not keto. You're on keto. Apparently, yeah. Oh, mate, give it up. No, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> do I do throw that. you under the bus on the Cadbury's that we just shared together? No, you ain't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's really keto, that is. <laughs> if you want to be part of the driver's seat, jump on board. Uh, right now, it is time for this. Oh, Nimsy. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Yeah, we do it thanks to oh. Gates Australia. Don't compromise. <laughs> Choose Gates Premium Belts. Hose and hydraulics. It is of <laughs> Thanks, Nimsy. Oh, geez, Louise. Uh, um, we got to get you prepped a bit better. Oh, you're not wrong there. Why, why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> Todd's getting a good run today. Um, he is. We're looking at the first race in Townsville, the inaugural um, Dunlop Townsville 400, I believe it was. Uh, now, Jamie Winkup won the opening race in the inaugural event in 2009. Uh, he claimed his second driver's uh, championship in that year. Now, Wincup's record in Townsville is unmatched. No other driver comes close to the seven-time champ. 12 Townsville wins there. Since 2009, there's only three events that he hasn't won, and that's 2013, 2015, and 2019. He's one of only six drivers to have started all 29 races in Townsville, the others being Shane Van Gisbergen, Mark Winterbottom, Fabian Coulthard, James Courtney, and Rick Kelly. He did pretty well last year, and it's his final time, uh, not this weekend, following week. How do we reckon he's going to go? Because as you got boys mentioned, Red Bull Ampol Racing do pretty well at this street circuit. Yeah, they've uh, they've definitely got their cars tuned for that circuit. It's uh, it is a phenomenal record from Jamie, and you know I can't see him being any worse next weekend. I you know I think oh. that he's going to be very strong. Yep. They're fast through the race distance. You know, he's got a teammate, you know, I mean, look at last year, you know, with the way that Shane helped them last year and, and got them up to one, two. Um, they've got the talent. They've got the drivers. They've got the cars. Um, 
So I think that um, they're going to be very, very hard to beat when it comes to uh, to that long race there. I think the longer race is even going to suit them more. So we'll uh, we'll have to just wait and see what uh, what transpires. Yeah, and I and I think Nimsy SVG is garnering so much attention for his um, results at the moment that mm-hmm. Jamie's just toiling away in the background and putting a nice little season together. So um, Jamie's being really competitive. We, he's a seven-time champion, so we're used to seeing him winning a lot. And when he doesn't win, you kind of go, oh, he must be having a bad year, but he's not. I think he's second in the championship. He's second yeah. in the championship. So yep. he's having a great year this year, and he should be really, really strong there. I love the circuit. I love the town. Uh, this time of year in Townsville is unbelievable. Magnetic Island, when it's not in lockdown, of course. Um, but I just think it's a it's a fabulous event. You've raced there, CVJ. I've raced there a couple of times. It's a real combination, Nimsy, of street circuit and, um, and permanent circuit. And the town goes off and... Uh, Good on your Townsville. Cannot wait. Um, cannot wait to race there again one day. Fingers crossed it all goes. Uh, ugh, goes all smoothly. Um, it is the driver's seat. That was <laughs> that was our race. You're so smooth, Nimsy. Hey, Nimsy, hey, maybe really? I, need, I need to. I need to send you a coffee. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I was... let's have a chat off air. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was our race rewind. You can protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit GatesAustralia.com.au. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's been a while since I've actually been able to play this one with relevance. I hit the wall. Uh, Copy, Max. (laughs) Because Max Verstappen is having an absolute purple patch at the moment. He's extended Mm. his championship lead and had... A lights to flag victory at the Styrian Grand Prix at the Red, at the Red Bull Ring. Oh, thanks. I was going to watch that tonight when I got home. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry about it. Did you save that, that after was the Indy Five Thousand? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? I mean, I'm, I we if you're a regular listener to the driver's seat, we've been running about five years now. I think we're in our fifth year. In our first year, Max really kind of just. I think it was in his second year or something, and he was hitting walls and this, that, and the other thing. And you and Big oh, did. Verstappen on the inside of Vettel and no, touched. Max. That was inevitable. <laughs> and at that point in time, it was inevitable. Every week he was hitting the wall because he was a young fella, and away he goes. And we actually said on the show that you and the Big Dick said that he will win the championship in that year. Um, I think I said if you, were, I think I asked if you were both smoking drugs, but um, <laughs> I think this could be the year, Stevie J. Mm. He's he has matured, he has grown into that team, he has grown into the car, and he's driving beautifully. He's not putting a foot wrong. He's his um, responses to the media have been fantastic. None of this teenage, you know, going nasty at people anymore. He's really well, grown up. Even so. actually, where I mean, you, you don't actually see the the relevance in, in what you've just said when you're having a good weekend because it's always going to be good responses but you see the improvement on bad weekends yep. and that Azerbaijan weekend where he had the tire failure went into the fence when he was leading yep sure it show he showed that he was disappointed but he was quite mature in the way that he dealt with the media about Wasn't that it? whereas in the past yeah, he would have blown up and there would have been beeps and mm-hmm. and all sorts of things flying out of his mouth mm-hmm. Um, but he, he took that on the chin. He didn't let that bother him too much. He came out the next weekend. Admittedly, what made that pill a little bit easier to swallow was that Lewis made a mistake and didn't get any points either. Of course. Uh, if Lewis was to win that race, I think we would have seen a little bit of a different Max Verstappen who would have 
lost the championship lead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting to to see his his improvement and I guess his maturity coming to the forefront now. He's he's yep. a little bit older now. Yeah. And he's you know he's got the package. He is the package. I think he's always been the package um, in regard to his speed. But he, I think he's matured a lot behind the wheel and you know. That car's now got some power, and yeah. it's showing its true potential. Yeah, it's a good thing. I guess, Nimsy, and again, we talk about it every year for me. I said, I'm not a massive Formula One fan. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm just not a fan of boring sports, and Formula One has for the last couple of years It's been a procession session. It is, and but this year we seem to have a, a title fight, and um, I love seeing Max win. It's great because that's not Lewis, and, and I've got nothing against Lewis, but I think domination in any sport is a dangerous and boring thing. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you know, Maxi won by 35 seconds. And I just, I, I struggle to, I don't like a car race that finishes by that amount of time. So it's a double header. Uh, we had the Styrian Grand Prix last weekend. It's going to be the Austrian Grand Prix, I think, this weekend. Correct. Uh, at the Red Bull Red Ring. Red Bull Ring, yep. And um, it'll be interesting to see if Mercedes and Valtteri and Lewis can apply what they've learned and put it into the race this weekend. So I tell you probably what was the... The harder thing for me to watch was Dan Ricardo, Steve J. I was about to say, we we, we got to mention that because it oh, seemed man. like after France, he was doing all right, though. Yeah, well, and he had a great practice session. Like at one point, I, I think in practice two, maybe he was second mm. in practice. So it looked like he'd really taken a step forward with the car. But then come quality, it was the, the, the salt and pepper had just gone. It was, that thing was slow as a wet week. I think he qualified 13th or something. So I just, and, and yet his teammate Landu seems to be doing exceptionally well. And um, there's a real dynamic there that's going to be hard to manage, I think, mentally for Danny uh, and also for the inner part of the team there. Because, I mean, am I wrong in expecting, in saying, Steve, that um, Danny was expected to come in and really challenge Lando straight off the mark? Yeah, I, I think so. But I, I knew and I could see just how good Lando was when you compare him to Carlos Saints. And uh, uh, it was always going to be a very tall order for Dan to come straight in and you know topple someone yep. that's been there. It's ingrained in McLaren um, and has pretty much done all of his – he has done all of his F1 career in that team. So, uh, you know, moving – I think moving forward, it's just um, – it, Dan's got the speed. I think he's got the speed to to equal, and and then you know, it'll be a ca- drive. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a case of um, you know who's got the slight better edge on each weekend, um, and uh, it'll be between him and Lando. But you know, at the moment, he's you know he's just had a lot of things that some things that that he's done himself, but other things that are out of his control at the weekend where. It's, all of a sudden lost a heap of power for yeah. no reason. He had a great start. Like yep. he started 13th or whatever, and he came up to about mid-pack within a couple of laps. The demon braking is back. He, that's all good. But then, yes, the car developed a mystery electrical issue and it dropped power and it dropped him back to 13th and he couldn't roll forward from then. So you, you know, and you, you and I both know in any motorsport these days, it's a qualifying game. You've got to qualify yep. well. If you don't qualify well, you're in for a seriously hard weekend. So, uh, Nimsy, Dan's got to get better at qualifying. He's got to be more consistent. He has to, from what I can see, change his driving style, which is easily said but very difficult to do, um, especially when you're talking, you know, a tenth or two tenths of a second around a four or five k track. You know, like that's nothing. So he's got to change that driving style to suit that McLaren, or he's going to be trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Mm. And I think until he does that, he's um, He's in Struggle Street, and I, 
you know, pray to everything that you can pray to that he gets around it fairly soon because uh, we're five, six races now down, and you can see Alonso getting getting on top of that car. Danny's got to get on top of this car or there'll be questions being oh, asked pretty soon. I think you're spot on there. But, uh, look, he's got another crack at the same track. The Austrian Grand Prix commences this Friday. So uh, fingers crossed he does all right there. But uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. We'll quickly rip through the podium next. If you want to be part of the show, text in 0433 98 11 16. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We've got our first text from our old mate, Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy! There we go. Oh, Welcome, well. Tommy. Good on you. Thanks for texting in. Um, Tommy, your text reads, when Daniel was in his first year at Renault, he scored 19 points uh, in his first seven races. Currently, DR has, Danny Ricardo has 34 points. So people need to relax. Perspective, people. Uh, Tommy? Um, with all due respect, um, DR was the lead driver at Renault then. And, and he was the lead point scorer. He was the lead point scorer. The reality is, Tommy, that Lando, the vastly less experienced teammate to Danny, currently sits in, I think, fourth or fifth. Stevie J with about 83 well, points. He's got 86 points. 86 points. And Danny's got 34. When you're in a race team, there are two people that you need to beat. Well, there's two groups you need to beat. The first group is your teammate. The second group is everybody else. Um, you can only be compared, Tommy, to your teammate because you've got exactly the same gear. So, we, you know, Fabian Coulthard used to cop it uh, in the neck because he wasn't as quick as Scotty McLaughlin. So the reality is, Tommy, I get what you're saying, and he is scoring points, but he's got to get better. He has more experience than Lando. Um, regardless of whether it's in that car or not, and he's got to get better. So he's got to change his driving style. Well, when your teammate's more than double the points that you are for That's the right. year, you can't just let that go. No, you can't. You have to address that. That's you know, right. Obviously, the car is better than where his point score suggests. And if you... Whether in or out of his control. Sure. And if you... We're not saying he's a bad driver. We're not criticising Dan. We're just saying something's got to change. Because if you look at it from a Red Bull point of view, Tommy and Steve and Nimsy, if that was... Max Verstappen at the front like Lando is, and they had a second car currently performing like Dan is, they'd be gone at the end of the year. We saw it last year. Well, they sort of had with... Um, Perez got with, boned and Alex, uh, um, Alex Albon got boned and they put Perez in. Or, you know, even before that, they had um, Gasly, yeah, Gasly in and then he got boned because right. of uh, the, the performance gap between the two. That's right. And then Albon got got shafted in. That's right. So, so you got to understand in Formula One, Tommy, I mean, I know you're an educated man. We, You're one of our greatest uh, texter-innerers every week and we love your input. But when you get to Formula One, mate, you cannot be that far behind and not cop the spotlight, the white hot spotlight and blowtorch on your backside. Um, and when you're at that elite level, that's what you deserve when you're that slow. So he's got to change something. I think Tommy, it, he I just think, does. I think the other thing too that works against Danny that puts all the spotlight on him is we know how talented he is. Like we know right. how competitive he can be and it's a little bit frustrating. That's the frustration, Nimsy. You're 100% right. That's the frustration. Like if we he know was just, if DR he was just, is good enough. Know, yeah, if, we, if he was just like, you know, oh, look, it's just his second year here. He's building, but... We've seen, like, he's taken out big races. Like, he's won Monaco for crying out loud and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. So, and I think he came hmm. in the Renault. He came in fifth in last year's championship. Yeah, so he's he no got, slouch. Yeah, he got, their, he got Renault's first podium since 2011. Yeah. 
And Tommy, I mean, I'm, you know, I, and we're not I, having I a crack. Be, we're just, you know, offering no, we're not having a two crack sides because, of the coin here. You know, when it comes to Kubota racing, um, my teammate is faster than me. And if I was a paid driver, I'd probably be getting looked at seriously if it were in that situation. Difference with that is, is I bring all the sponsorship, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ain't going to get boned anytime soon. But um, that's the that's... reason why you said last week that you're not worried about Jet Johnson taking your seat. Correct. <laughs> Until you want him to take your that's seat. My seat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's um, I, I'm praying with everything, Tommy, that he has a great race this weekend because we know he's fast. He can be fast around that circuit. Um, and and let me also say, as much as Lando's out the front and all that sort of stuff, I think McLaren boys have got a you know, get their 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 stuff together and give Dan the car that he needs as well. There's got to be a compromise between his driving style and that car. Mm. Yeah, he's he's not exactly at Team Sydney at the moment, is he? Uh, uh, no, he's not a Haas <laughs> Formula One, really, or a Williams. Wasn't that sad about um, about George on his on the wave to his first oh. points outside of a Mercedes Formula One car, and uh, car developed an issue. Bad luck, George. Do you reckon he's going to replace? Valtteri? Well, Ooh. I don't know. I hope so. I, I would love to see it. I, but I don't know if the timing's right. I don't know whether Lewis had won it. I reckon he was going to be nah, drafted in. I reckon he's going to be drafted in when Lewis decides that he's had enough. Mm. Will he stay another year at Williams, happily? Or if he's got nowhere else to go, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, happily doesn't really come into it. It's <laughs> really where else he's going to go. But um, I, look, keep your text coming in. 0433981116 is our number. We'll wrap up some loose ends in just a moment before we put it all to bed. Here on the driver's seat, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Flurry of texts coming in on the temper text line at the moment. We'll get to them in just a moment. Um, hi, how good are the TA2s? I didn't know anything about them until seeing Stephen's socials on Jet's debut. Why are these not an option for the next supercars? Love the show, by the way. That's Jeff from Hamilton Hill in Western Australia. Thanks for tuning in, Jeff. Good on you, Jeff. And the short answer is they are absolutely sensational. I drive one uh, in a two-car team for Kubota Racing in the National Trans Am Championship. The reason they're not the next option for supercars because some major players within supercars wouldn't earn enough money out of them. We we get them out of the United States. They are a control chassis, control car, and you can't go and buy your parts from anyone else. So um, rich Uncle Roland wouldn't make enough money out of them. So that's mm. why they won't be yeah. the next supercars. But you're right, they should be. If you jump on... Cash is king, isn't it? And it's just, unfortunately, Correct. that cash um, will not uh, be forthcoming if these cars were turned into yeah. what, what's known, what should be, mm. we think, as the type of car to be the next mm. supercar. We did uh, race at the Adelaide 500 too. Jeff, if you uh, want to... In case you missed us, Jeff. If you want a uh, in-depth look, uh, Matty did a little run-through about the old TA2 Mustang on our Facebook page, so check out that video there. Got another one here, too. The earlier text was correct. Ricardo's first six months at Renault were ordinary. His teammate is stronger this time around, so the gap is more obvious. He'll be fine, and he's a better driver than Norris. From number in okay. 600. Yeah, great. Great opinion. We'll wait. We'll have to... The funny thing is, he's. we'll, we'll be able to f- wait and see. Mm. Let's just wait and see how he goes because right now uh, he's on Struggle Street. So we'll see. But but here's the thing. I get the I get the fact what you're saying there about the teammate was stronger. Um, but the reality is the Renault was not great mm. when when Steve when Stevie J 
when DR got there. Mm. So now that we know this McLaren's good. So that's why Lando's up the front. So Danny's got to get into it. He's in a good car. He's got to, he's got to wheel it to the front. Mm. Um, another one just tuned in. You blokes been talking about Kyle Larson? No. Um, uh, we uh, no. No, but no not for a long what? time. We haven't, we haven't spoken about Kyle Larson in NASCAR since he got thrown out of NASCAR yeah, for a racist. Well, thrown out on, from a simulator. Racist comments on racist a simulator, simulator that was broadcast to millions of people. So, yeah. Well done, but, Kyle. But, um, you know, like, like – Speaking about Cole, though, he's, he's doing a he, absolutely he's second good in the uh, story. He's, he's second in the in the cup championship. He's won four races. I think he's yep. he's he's the most winningest driver at the moment mm. uh, in NASCAR this year. On fire! I, I've always rated he is one of the most talented blokes around behind the mm. wheel. Like he was won the Chili Bowl, mm. little speed car Chili Bowl that many times. He won it last year through the COVID pandemic, and uh, you know, just someone that gets in a car and is fast on the dirt, is fast on the bitumen, is fast in a sprint car, whatever he wants to drive. He's sort of the Shane Van Gisbergen-esque of, of, I guess, America in a way. Yep. Um, but having said that, a lot of those guys cut their teeth on the uh, on the dirt ovals anyway. But um, but massively talented guy, and I think he's learned a massive, massive lesson mm. uh, in, in the past with yep. regard to social media and just how it can backfire on you massively, even without... Um, without you know, knowing without it, yeah. intention. Yep. A sneaky hey, one here from... Yeah, can I just do two rocks? Yep. Thanks for texting in, two rocks. Uh, tell Bob Jane, bless him, he owes me 6K for work at Calder Unpaid. Oh. Might still remain well, unpaid. <laughs> two, uh, two rocks. Um, we have a little bit of power here on the driver's seat. Not a lot. We get all the good guests. We, we do all that kind of stuff. But we're yet to crack someone who's been dead for two years. So I'm pretty me, sure I, you ain't going to get paid. I can probably help Bob there. Jane. I can help there. Can you? Yeah. Wow. You must have a powerful mobile. No, no. I was just going to say maybe talk to your accountant to maybe write that off on tax. Could try. Because, uh, yeah, that's the only way you're going to get any value out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, uh, two rocks. One from uh, Tom in Hobart before we quickly wrap up. George will hopefully get in a Merc next year. There are no juniors affiliated with Mercedes, but is still hanging around in other academies. Oscar Piastri, Theo... Oh, Porsche. Porsche. Teo Porsche. Teo Porsche. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou and Liam Lawson. Yep. There you go. Happy days. <laughs> so gotcha I know. No, this is not SBS. Um, we're just talking international. It is going to depend. On, it is going to depend on what happens with Lewis and what happens with Valtteri. Um, mm. You know, it, Lewis has a lot of power there, I believe. And, um, of course he does. He's not going to want some young guy mm. there that's potentially going to ruin his mojo. So, you know, while Lewis is there, I'm... You know, I'm not normally a betting man, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that the driver lineup is going to stay status quo. I think you'd be spot on there. And uh, quickly, before we wrap up, we've got to mention the naming rights for the Bathurst International have been announced. It's the super cheap auto Bathurst International. Hey! <laughs> cheeky, isn't it? Wow, it's so cheeky. <laughs> cheeky, isn't it? Uh, yeah, welcome back, super cheap. That's going to be a great event. Steve, I know we call it the international, but obviously with international borders still closed, it won't be have a massive international flavour. But and, and I think in the years cheap, to come, it will. And the super cheap, although Bathurst domestic, doesn't sound as cool, does it? Not really. <laughs> yeah, the local, the local super cheap um, uh, invitational or whatever international. I don't know. No, it doesn't work. So look, hey, it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to have TCM there. We're going to have GT cars there. We're going to have TCR there. We're going to have S five thousands there, which will be cool, and mm. of course the Trans Am one hundred, which will be a headline event. So that'll be good fun. Sixteen laps around there. I would like to see if, mate, because you know we could still 
if a driver wants to come and do quarantine or something for two weeks and give it a crack, because it, that's part of the law, drive at Bathurst. Uh, yeah, but no one wants to do quarantine unless you're getting paid to do it. This so only a the couple of supercar boys from overseas will do that. That's a good point. One of them but... won't be Scott McLaughlin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that about wraps up this week's edition of The Driver's Seat. A big thank you to Nathan Hearn for jumping on board. Thank you for, for texting in. We'll see you next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.